And good morning, good evening, wherever you are, you're listening to Sign of the Times Radio. And yes, as I promised, today we are going to begin our expose of the New World Order. We're going to attempt to shed light on the elites who have been systematically destroying our republic and who have been working to consolidate the world into one superpower with them at the top. Now, before I get started, I just want to make a couple disclaimers here. One, what I'm going to be telling you is not conspiracy theory. What I'm going to be revealing in this episode are simple truths about how the system actually works, okay? And you can make your own connections. I'll make mine. I encourage you guys to do your own independent research to confirm or deny everything I'm telling you. And if you do that, I think you will find that what I'm telling you is the truth, okay? You may not want to believe it, some of you out there. Um, What I'm going to be dealing with is not pleasant. Some of it is downright frightening, but it's true. Now, we've got a lot of ground to cover, and there's no way I'm going to be able to cover it all in one half-hour podcast. So, this little expose is going to take a number of episodes, and here's kind of the format I've decided to embark on. I'm going to introduce the subject tonight, in, and I'm going to give you a broad view of the whole thing. So I'm not going to go into too much detail tonight. What I want to do is set out for you what I believe the big picture is. And I'm going to spend the upcoming episodes breaking it down piece by piece so that you guys can come to your own conclusions and see how my conclusion weighs with the evidence. Interspersed through these episodes, I'm going to devote an occasional episode to more uplifting themes, okay? We're going to delve into God's Word a little bit. We're going to attempt to bring hope, to shine some light through the darkness. So my purpose in this show is not to, you know, just talk about the darkness. My purpose is not to just scare people. My purpose is to inform people, and even more importantly, to give you all hope. But for this episode... I'm going to outline the evil that is before us. Where to begin? Well, to understand what's really going on, you've got to understand the skeleton of our civilization. That is the framework for how all the institutions in global society operate. That framework is the monetary system. If you understand some of the basic principles of this fractional reserve monetary system that has become global, you will understand something very key about what's going on who the main players are, and what their purpose is. So let's take a look at the Federal Reserve System in the United States. 
We have a fractional reserve banking system. Now I'm not going to go into in-depth detail on this. This is just an introduction to these topics. But I'm going to break down what it basically entails. First of all, it's fiat currency based. In other words, the currency is not based on gold or silver or any other tangible resource. Our currency is manufactured out of thin air. Okay. Not only that, our government gets its money from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve essentially buys these government bonds which have no value in and of themselves really it's just a measure of debt the Federal Reserve gives the government our currency say to the tune of a hundred billion dollars okay the Federal Reserve which by the way is a private bank it is neither federal because it's not part of the federal government nor is it a reserve because it has no gold in reserve okay what it literally does is create fiat currency currency out of thin air out of nothing baseless without any objective value whatsoever that's key to understand if you understand that you will be able to piece together the puzzle if you will so the federal reserve will buy these government bonds and loan the government a hundred billion dollars say okay so they print a hundred billion dollars, give it to the government, the government deposits it, and that currency is in the economy. The Federal Reserve just created this currency out of nothing. Now, this topic gets very in-depth. There's a whole lot of money mechanics going on, and for those of you that want an in-depth view, an in-depth insight on this, you can read one of the Federal Reserve's own publications called Modern Money Mechanics. Just Google Modern Money Mechanics and either read it or read some summaries and you can get a feel for the details of how this fractional reserve banking system works. But the linchpin of all this, and brace yourselves guys, the linchpin is that the Federal Reserve loans the money to the government, the $100 billion in this example, at interest. You heard that right. So the federal government needs $100 billion from the Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve loans $100 billion to the government at interest. The kicker with that is the federal government prints the currency of the amount that the government requires of them. So it prints the $100 billion and that's all it prints but it's loaned at interest so where does the currency to pay the interest come from it doesn't exist right it doesn't exist so the government is obligated to pay back that $100 billion plus interest, so say $110 billion, conservatively. Where does that $10 billion come from? The government has to borrow that $10 billion from the Fed. And so the Fed will lend that out at interest. 
and the cycle goes on and on and on and on and on. So the federal government can never, ever, ever pay off its interest debt. You see what kind of a scam this is? Not only is our currency created out of thin air based on nothing with no objective standard of value, this private banking institution, this private central bank, which, by the way, was pushed through Congress while the majority of Congress was away, and was sponsored and founded by powerful international banking interests. This private central bank keeps the government of the United States of America in perpetual and irreconcilable debt. And guess who pays for this never-ending debt? That's right, you and me, the taxpayers of this country. This private central bank has the American people in a state of indentured servitude. And guess what? This fractional reserve model of banking is global. You have central banks, private central banks all around the world doing the same thing. The Federal Reserve was founded by international banking interests. Oh, and you wonder what happened to your bailout money? Congress brought Ben Bernanke to task on this. Where did this money go? Because it was revealed that the Federal Reserve had actually given this money, or loaned this money, to foreign banks. And when asked what foreign banks had received this money, Bernanke refused to tell Congress and the American people what banks actually received our tax dollars. That's right. What you have here is a megalithic fraud whereby international banking cartels have effectively put governments into indentured servitude and financially enslaved masses of people and that includes us if you want to understand the new world order the first thing you have to do is follow the money but it gets much 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 more sinister than that now I'm going to have an episode later on in the series where we will take an in-depth look at fractional reserve banking and the Fed and fractional reserve banking on a global scale but that should give you a taste of what it's about follow the money follow the money Let's talk for a second about economic hitmen. You want to know another way in which these financial oligarchs, these globalists, are building empire and controlling the world? 
few years ago, there was a man named John Perkins who released a book, you might have heard of it, called Confessions of an Economic Hitman. In this book, he detailed how he was hired by private corporations to essentially go into these third world countries and convince their leaders to accept massive loans from the World Bank and the IMF for infrastructure projects. And when these countries accepted these loans, the money didn't go to the country, to the benefit of the people. Oh, no. The money went, essentially, to these private and mostly American corporations who then had contracts to develop the infrastructure in these poor countries. But guess who had to pay back the loans? That's right, the country did. Problem was, these massive loans had the effect of making the country unable to repay their debts. So these companies would take the money loaned by the IMF and the World Bank, develop infrastructure, pass the debt on to the people of the country, the country would be unable to pay back the debt, and then, guess what happens? The IMF and the World Bank would demand structural adjustment policies, good governance policies. And that doesn't mean good governance as in reduce your poverty rates and you know, protect individual liberties. No. What it means is sell off your assets and your natural resources to private corporations in exchange for refinancing of your debt. So, these countries would effectively be coerced into privatizing services and selling off natural resources to the highest bidder, which in the majority of cases were American transnational corporations. And in this scheme, countries of the world were literally put into debt slavery to international financial bodies founded, funded, and run by international oligarchic financial interests. And in this debt slavery, these countries were forced to prostitute themselves to these same megalithic financial interests at the expense of the people of the country. So what you have is a subtle, nefarious, and ingenious construction of a global financial empire created through the process of inflicting debt slavery on countries, both through the forced indentured servitude of governments through fractional reserve 
private central banking, and the economic hitman model. And over time, as this has grown and developed, more and more of the world has been put into the hands of financial globalists who are orchestrating the consolidation of the people and resources of the planet into their control for the purpose of increasing profits. But, built into this system of global fractional reserve banking is a problem. That's inflation. Whenever they artificially increase the money supply, which they have to do continually, you have the problem of inflation. The currency is devalued the more currency there is. The result of inflation is rising cost of living. The United States today. Look at your food prices. They're going through the roof. The drought definitely has something to do with it. But have you wondered why all your living costs are skyrocketing across the board? It's because of inflation. And we are facing the very real prospect of hyperinflation. Which is going to drive the cost of living even higher. Did you know that there are over 47 million Americans dependent on food stamps in this country just to meet their food needs? Just to meet their basic nutritional requirements? This was once a prosperous and free country with the highest standard of living across the world. Now, we have a significant portion of the population reduced to dependence on the government to survive. Hyperinflation is the result, or the cause, I should say. Now, these financial elites in charge of the fractional reserve private central banking scheme have to know this. They have to know that inflation is inevitable in such a system. They have to know that it's going to drive the cost of living through the roof. They have to know all these things are going to happen. And they do. And they do. You see, they're well aware that society is going to go downhill, that the economy will crash, and it did. We saw the economic downturn in 2008, the recession, which has become global, and I think could be properly called a depression. Europe is teetering on a cliff, about to fall to its death. The ruin of Europe will decimate the economies of the world. We are literally seeing the systematic and deliberate destruction of the economy on a global scale. 
Now, I'm not saying that businesses and corporations are plotting to destroy the economy. Of course not, okay? They're out to make money. But what I am saying is that the very, very tip of the iceberg, the very top financial elites of the world know very well the result of their fraudulent banking system is hyperinflation and the decimation of economies and they are using this inbuilt tendency to bring about the planned and systematic collapse of the world economy for the purpose of reorganizing global society into a single centralized global system with them in control. Think about what's going to happen. And you can mark this as my prediction. Based on my understanding of the trends, this is my prediction. At some time in the not-so-distant future, in fact, I'd say the very near future, we're going to see the global economy slide into even more catastrophe than it's already been in, to the point where people are going to be crying out for answers, and it's going to be chaos on a global scale. Right now, we're seeing the war drums beating. You know why? Because the only thing that truly got us out of the Great Depression was war. World War II. The war drums are beating. War like that has a tendency of getting us out of these things. Governments are ready to go to war. The economy is falling on a global scale. What we are witnessing is the implosion of society on a global scale. And the top elites, the very, very top elites, the Illuminati, or whatever you want to call them, are aware of this. They welcome it. And they're even actively working to bring it about quicker. And once... It reaches a certain point, and huge swaths of people globally can no longer feed themselves or support themselves, where governments are ineffective and collapse, where chaos spreads across the world. These same people that have been imploding it will have a solution a global currency. A single global financial bank of the world, which is different from the World Bank, by the way. What they want is literally a Federal Reserve Bank of Earth. Whereby they will control a completely digital currency based on fiat. It will be a completely centralized system of monetary control with them at the top of it. Not only that, but we will see a world government, literally a world government, a world bank and a world government will be ushered in to save the world from economic catastrophe and the prospect 
of World War III. We're seeing it happening right now. You can disagree with me. You can call me a conspiracy theorist. But the more I research this and the more I look at what's actually going on in the world, I can't help but see the pattern here. It's not hard to see. The global economy is in shambles and getting worse. And if any of the major economies of the world, if the European Union collapses, it's going to cause a domino effect rolling across the world and we will see chaos erupt globally. We're seeing the dominoes fall into place literally for World War III. Iran, Syria, the tensions in the Middle East, the massive riots right now, Israel threatening to strike Iran, Russia and China becoming war-ready in relation to the United States, the United States deploying warships into the area. We are standing on the precipice of World War III. These elites know all this. And they're going to be the saviors. And they're going to promise to get us all out of this by ushering in a system of centralized global control over every aspect of society. We will see the end of national sovereignty either immediately or gradually. The consolidation of all the economies of the world into a single global economy under a single global currency controlled by a single global fractional reserve central bank and a world administered by a single global governing body divided regionally and not nationally so that's right as there is a European Union there will soon be a North American Union there will be a, an Asian Union we'll have global super states under control of a one world governing body and an economy under control of global fractional reserve central bank pieces are already there this is what's coming I know this is coming and it's going to be initiated under the pretense that it's the only way out of this mess that we're a global society that global Government is necessary for the security and stability of global society. That a global currency is necessary to avoid anything like this global depression ever happening again. Remember after World War I, the League of Nations, the idea was that it would be there to stop anything like World War I ever happening again? Of course, nations saw that it was a threat to their national sovereignty and didn't agree to it, but after World War II and all the terrors of that, People willingly jumped on board. Nations willingly came on board to the United Nations. And it came in under the pretense of avoiding anything like that happening again. What happens when we are ready for World War III to ignite and the global economy is in chaos and shambles? Everything I just talked about is going to come in under the pretense of saving the world. Here's where it gets scary. We find ominous parallels to this in biblical prophecy.
Remember the book of Daniel. A final kingdom that will rise in the last days. That will trample over the entire earth. A revived Roman Empire. That will preside over the entire planet. We are seeing that being formed right now before our eyes. The Antichrist who will rise to preside over this global government, over this global system. Yes, that's where it's heading. It was predicted in the Word of God. It is prophecy. And we're watching its fulfillment right before our eyes. We are, cons we are witnessing the consolidation of the beast on a global scale. And now here's where we go even deeper down the rabbit hole. This is where we get into the subject of what I will call Mystery Babylon. The book of Revelation speaks about Mystery Babylon, the harlot. Most biblical scholars are of the view that Mystery Babylon symbolizes false religion. And I would agree with that, but I think it goes deeper. I don't think Mystery Babylon is just referring to all the religions of the world, no. Mystery Babylon, I believe, in my personal interpretation, based on my study of secret societies and of the scriptures, is in fact referring to the global network stretching back in history all the way to the ancient mystery religions of old, all the way back to the Molech cults, all the way back to the Babylonian pagan gods and their worship with human sacrifices, all the way back to the ancient Egyptian mysteries, even at the time of Genesis. Stretches all the way back. Do a little digging into Freemasonry, the Knights Templar, Skull and Bones, the Bavarian Illuminati, the Rosicrucian Order, and all these other secret societies. And they trace their lineages back to the mystery schools of the ancient world. There is, according to insiders, to very, very high-level, high-degree insiders, a continuity between the ancient mystery schools and some of the modern secret societies. And isn't it funny that these modern secret societies who trace their lineages back to ancient pagan mystery cults have such a tremendous influence on government and financial elites. Want to see it in government? Look at the 2004 election. Both George W. Bush and John Kerry were blood brothers, both members of the Skull and Bones, 
a secret society at Yale. And just dig into them a little bit, folks, and you're going to find some truly scary stuff. A huge chunk of our politicians in American history have been Freemasons, stretching all the way back to George Washington, Benjamin Franklin. Yeah. Secret societies have had a profound role in shaping human history ever since ancient times. And here's a kicker for you. Have any of you ever heard of Bohemian Grove? Well, Bohemian Grove is an elite retreat in California where annually prominent figures in high levels of government, international banking, top corporations and top media dogs all get together and have a retreat whereby they discuss public policy. For example, the Manhattan Project was actually conceived in Bohemian Grove. That's where the idea came from. But the most interesting and scary thing I've found about Bohemian Grove is what's known as the Cremation of Care Ceremony. The Creation of Care Ceremony is essentially a play or a ritual, however you want to look at it. How you look at it is really irrelevant to me. What's relevant is the content of it. Whereby you have men in red and black robes walking up to this statue of a 30-foot high owl and they ramble on a while, and they offer up a mock human sacrifice to this owl. Hmm, are there any parallels to that? Oh yeah, the Old Testament where God tells the Israelites about the sins of the Canaanites, how they would offer their children in the fires to Molech. Look into Molech. What was Molech? It was a owl god. These ancient Canaanite peoples used to sacrifice their children as burnt offerings to this owl god called Molech. This is a practice of ancient pagan mystery religion. And top members of the world elite do this annually. Something's going on here. And it's deeper than just money. If it was just money, if it was just profit hoarding, what would be the point in something like this? No, there is a level of evil here. Satan is influencing this stuff. And it goes much, much deeper than that, too. Some of these trillion-dollar banking titans have been known to sneak away at times for what some have referred to as satanic ceremonies. These people, these top players in global affairs, 
are utterly steeped in the occult. And you can do your homework on that, and you'll find that to be true. This has been documented. That these people are heavily involved in the occult. Again, I don't have time to go into as much detail as I'd like to. That will come in later episodes, but... Where is this going? What? What's really going on here? You want to know ultimate religion of these people? Their guiding philosophy? Some call it Illuminism. But what it really is, is the Luciferian dogma. William Cooper, back before he died under mysterious terms, did a lot of um, very compelling research into this. What the Luciferian dogma basically is, it goes back to the Garden of Eden. See, the Luciferians, and by the way, these people are not Satanists per se. They're not worshipping the Satan of the Bible. They don't believe the Bible. They don't believe in God per se. They believe in Lucifer. Remember, in the scriptures, it says that Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Well, the Luciferian idea, basically, their myth is that mankind was kept prisoner in the Garden of Eden by a tyrannical god who wanted them in perpetual ignorance and slavery. And that this angelic god, this beautiful, wisdom-bearing god of light, Lucifer came and liberated man from the shackles of ignorance by gifting him with knowledge. Of course, we know the real account. That Lucifer fell when he rebelled against Almighty God and decided that he wanted to be God? That he was cast out of heaven? That in the Garden of Eden, where there was the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil, Lucifer, now deemed Satan, entered the Garden of Eden and tempted Eve to eat of the fruit of that tree. And Eve ate and gave to Adam, and he ate. And man has fallen. We have a sin nature and are radically corrupt and depraved as a result. You see, Satan's goal is to get as many people to go to hell as possible. Satan's goal is to get as many people condemned as he can. To ruin God's creation. We know that God has chosen in His sovereignty to appoint a time, a day of judgment, where Satan will be cast into hell forever. And where God's people will be ushered into glory, eternally redeemed to the praise of His glorious grace. But Satan believes he can actually thwart the plan of God. And Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And at some level, I believe, based on my research, at some level, in the topmost echelons 
of these secret societies reveals something of himself to the highest level practitioners of this Luciferian religion. And the influence trickles down throughout the whole system. Remember these secret societies, these Luciferian secret societies influence the whole world system from top to bottom. Remember in scripture where it says the whole world rests in the lap of the evil one? That's true to an extent. Satan has been influencing the rulers of this world. I mean the real rulers, I don't mean kings and presidents. I mean the real rulers, the shadow elites who rule from behind the scenes, the top dogs of the secret societies, the Illuminati, you could call them, the illuminated ones. And he's influencing them with the same lies he fed Eve in the Garden of Eden. You can become as gods. Look into some of this stuff. What are they seeking? They see themselves as gods. And the whole Luciferian practice, the whole basic idea, is the attainment of divinity. These Luciferians truly believe that through knowledge, technology, and the acquisition of power, that they can become immortal and all-powerful, they believe that they can become gods. What did Satan say to Eve? You shall become as gods. Knowing good and evil. He's feeding the same lie to these elites. To these very top illuminists. And these people believe it. And are chasing that trying to set themselves apart from the rest of humanity as gods, viewing us as cattle, to be herded. What's ultimately behind this consolidation of global government and a global financial system, global control, and by the way, a global religious system? What's behind it? A drive... To fulfill what's written in the book of Revelation, in the book of Daniel, and all throughout scripture. A world government led by the man of lawlessness. Led by the Antichrist himself, the spawn of Satan. Satan's false Christ. Who will lead the world into the greatest deception there ever was or ever will be. Bring forth the Antichrist and the mark of the beast to get as many souls damned as he can to ultimately try to wage war against Christ himself. Yeah, that's where it's going. That's where it's going. It's all about enthroning the Antichrist. And to do that, you have to have the world government. You have to have a centralized system of global power. And that is what's coming. Sometime after that, I believe we will see the rise of the Antichrist. And 
we as Christians will know it when he comes onto the scene because we know what to look for. Be a man of great charisma, promising solutions to all the world's problems and having solutions that actually work. People will fall madly in love with him. People will begin to worship him as though he is God. And he will accept that. He will accept that. The whole purpose is to bring forth this guy. I've heard from alleged Illuminati insiders who've said that in their initiations into the higher levels, they would have to swear an oath to he who is to come. The whole purpose of the consolidation of this new world order is to enthrone the Antichrist. And this is just an overview. And I can't do it justice in this short episode. But that, my friends, is an overview of what is coming on the world. That is what we are seeing happening all around us. And there is ample evidence to back this up, both in Scripture and what we see unfolding around us, and testimony from people who have been involved, and in the known practices of these people. This is real. This is really going on. So that is just an introduction to the topic. Check in next time, or next episode of Sign of the Times Radio. And we will dig deeper and attempt to understand in some detail what's going on. Thank you for listening to this episode. Tune in next time as we continue to expose the new world order and proclaim God's word. To the equipping of the saints, to the evangelizing of the unconverted, to the awakening of the American people and the people of the world, do we do this program. This is your host signing off. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening.